0: what's up everybody it's your draft queens kate and michelle hey michelle hey kate is week nine <laughs> it's week nine yes it
1: is you're right well, it's week
0: nine baby and uh that means that we are officially halfway through the fantasy season we've made it this far congratulations
1: oh congratulations to us you know this is really a full-time job managing a fantasy roster it it just is uh where are i'm trying to look here where are you sitting i am i'm sitting fairly comfy in our draft queens league at five and three and i feel okay about that i think i'm like the opposite the inverse i think Uh, you are you're Um, you're three and five i'm sitting in a chunk of one two three four teams that are at five and three uh doing fairly well in terms of my points scored four I'm on a one game losing streak, which is a major bummer, but I'm hoping I can bounce back this week, but I I feel pretty comfy at five and three.
0: Yeah. You know, what's crazy. And I wonder if listeners will um, resonate with or this will resonate with listeners. Um, Most of the leagues that I'm in this league, I'm bottom of the barrel. I'm like almost dead last so bad, but. In other leagues, I'm at the very, very top, and I have very similar teams, but I'm finding this year that the parity in uh, fantasy is really real. Like, everyone is one game away from jumping or falling, like, six spots. So I don't know if you're feeling that, but I am for sure.
1: There's definitely a lot of that. There's definitely, for me, a lot of, like, my teams are two totally different ends of the spectrum, like... I'm five and three in this league and I just got my first win in my other league. And like, I like my teams, So I don't know why they're not winning, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely like packs, you know, there's packs of teams. And also we're going to talk about this. There are one, two, three, four, five, there's six teams on by this week. So this is when shit starts to get a little bit hairy also.
0: Yeah. It's getting hairy with that. And also with, uh, with, the trade deadline that just happened this week, which we'll talk about today. We'll talk about on Monday's huddle. And also like all these players are getting traded around. There's six teams on by this week. There are a shit ton of injuries still that remain. It's like, this is, this is the time of season where you either make it to the playoffs or you don't based on
1: like, Three different X, XYZ factors, you know. It's it is officially the wild, wild west. Halfway through the NFL season, so we have lots of things to tell everyone about, uh, including injuries, buys, and trades. But Kate, we cannot get into that until you just tell us your one thing. Okay. Well, of course, I'm <laughs> going to tell you my just
0: one thing because how I know, else do we like, start any episode? I like to
1: I like to cue it up because I know it makes you genuinely happy. Mm, so I just it does. What is your just one thing this week, Kate? Okay, so my just one thing, uh, I'm trying to keep it, like,
0: tangential to football, because that okay. is what this show is about, so I'm going to find a tie-in a little bit. All right. Um, where, Michelle, do the Super Bowl champions go after they win the Super Bowl?
1: Oh, I know where they go. Is that where you're going, even uh, though you're not a Super Bowl champion MVP?
0: Well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but <laughs> no. Um, this, uh,
1: this week, I'm going to Disney. We're going to Disney World, baby. The magical, the most magical place on the Mm -hmm. planet. I love it. Well, we'll just pretend that you are a Super Bowl MVP.
0: Why not? Uh, Honestly, maybe I'll run into, like, Tom
1: or Giselle. Like, they gotta do something
0: with the kids now, (laughs) so... uh, They
1: definitely, they won't be together, but at least you'll be there.
0: No, it's, uh, I'm really excited to go to Disney. I pretty much, I'm turning into a Disney adult, which is kind of scary. I've gone, like, the last four years in a row, but, uh... I'm not even mad about it. No, not even mad about it. There's
1: something in the air there. It's very, it's very (laughs) special. Um, I love the way that you were able to tie Disney to football. Well done. Thank you. That leads us into some very important announcements before starts it. So, what you got? Okay. I already mentioned this. There are six teams on by. This means a lot of guys are not available for your lineups this week on the 49ers, the Steelers, the Giants, the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Broncos. That is a lot of players not available this week. We yep. also have injuries to Rashad Bateman, Devontae Parker, Michael Thomas just got put back on the IR for new uh, for new, I was gonna say <laughs> New England wrong. <laughs> new Orleans. Uh, we had some trades. TJ Hawkinson is now a Viking. Chase Claypool is now a bear. Naeem Himes is now a bill. Jeff Wilson is seemingly following Raheem Mostert around and is now on Miami. Chase Edmonds got traded from Miami. Zach Moss got traded. So there are a lot of X-Factors. Going into Week Nine, it is the wild, wild west. This is this, yeah. These couple of weeks are like make or break, and there's really some interesting potential streams, uh, and hopefully some guys that are going to really step up to the plate, knowing that there are so many folks not available this week. Which leads me to our starts. It for Week Nine. Let's get into it. so I guess we should start with quarterbacks as we I as we should. tend as we tend to do here um I'm gonna start with a pretty obvious one I mean I think it's pretty obvious and you're probably playing him but tua 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 has just been so impressive this season uh he's got over about 1700 yards already for the season 12 interceptions to three ints which frankly is a very Again, we don't do math on this show, but that is a very good ratio of touchdowns um, to interceptions. And Mm -hmm. it's been consistent. You know, he had one game against Cincinnati where he was meh, but every game he's been putting up yards. They've been throwing the ball a ton. He's been getting the ball in the end zone. He's obviously clicking with, you know, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. I think combined they are the two best – wide receivers in the league so far so I think you know all the things that the Dolphins did in the offseason to make this team stronger are working and two is he's other than like the concussion situation he has been flawless dare I say I, I see this is what we talked about
0: last year on the show and remember how like excited we were about Tua. Yeah. And obviously, last season didn't go according to plan. Correct. But here we are realizing the master plan, right? Like, Tua (laughs) is here and making himself known. I also... I mean, he looks fantastic. I think the one week that he had a flub up plus his concussion is just par for the course. What are you going to do? I mean, he got
1: the shit knocked out of him so of course we we can let
0: that we let that one slide (laughs) we're gonna let that one slide because that was like a total that was a that was a steamrolling but yeah exactly I, I love Tua I love Tua um and he has is quickly becoming one of our favorite quarterbacks on the show right alongside this other guy um another start for this week for me is uh Justin Herbert on the Chargers. Yep. Uh last week they had a bye week for any of you other Eclair owners, I'm so sorry. That's how oh, I collected like my that first one hurt loss me. in another oh, league. Sam, Yeah. Sam. Broke my heart, broke my heart. Really was good for my opponent, but broke my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. but don't worry, fear not. The Chargers are back this week. They're off bye and this week they're playing against the Falcons. So as much as the Falcons have truly been mediocre, I think they're like three four and three something like that right in the middle of the I road think,
1: i literally think atlanta's like winning the nfc south well they done are. tom tom brady for letting that happen but yeah okay yeah they are um but
0: it is not going to be a factor for justin herbert he is a start this week absolutely love a week especially at coming off of rest
1: 100% off by playing Atlanta he's top five in pass yards for touchdown uh, for uh quarterbacks this season constantly finding the end zone constantly throwing over 200 yards might even be getting Keenan Allen back I know the Mike Williams injury has hurt them but Keenan Allen hopefully fingers crossed is is getting ready to come back over there and of course you've got Eckler on that team but yeah I love Justin Herbert this week okay um how about the people who are getting
0: cute in the league because i i will say and i just want to acknowledge and uh let you know listeners those of you who are in a super flex league for quarterbacks or just like hurting for a quarterback i see you i understand you but (laughs) some of the quarterbacks that are available on your waivers right now are really just too cute so who are we looking at
1: yeah, uh, PJ Walker on Carolina. This is way too cute, everybody. I realize how many teams are on buy. Uh, you might be scrounging at the bottom here. He could appeal to you as a stream play this week, but I just you got to put this in reality. I think that game against Atlanta was like a battle of two crappy teams. I know it was exciting. It was, uh, but it was. this guy, this guy ain't throwing 300 yards again. Like it's it not gonna happen. I think Cincinnati's gonna have a bounce back week on. Uh, on the defensive side, I think they looked a little bit weak last week. I don't think that that's going to happen again this week. I absolutely see this guy as total desperation. Um, yeah, total desperation if you're putting PJ Walker in your lineup. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, here's a question, because uh, I do agree with that, and I would classify that in our too cute segment of the show. Which yes, is do definitely, not
1: play. definitely too cute.
0: Now, he, here's a fundamental issue that I'm having is uh, I have – Matt Stafford and Tom Brady, who are playing each other this week um, in multiple leagues, multiple leagues. And in fact, in one league, Superflex League, I think I have both. So, oh, no, (laughs) here's a here's a big problem that I've got. Both Matt Stafford and Tom Brady have been really fucking difficult to watch on fantasy this year. Do you agree? Yes.
1: Yes. Is it? It's going to
0: continue that way, isn't it? Like I shouldn't be putting Tommy in my lineup, even though, uh, yet again, I am like holding on hope. But I'm like starting Geno Smith over both these dudes.
1: I mean, honestly, that's not crazy. Like I, I like I, I don't, I don't like either matchup for them. I think if you are stuck with both of these guys, s- Tom has the slight advantage because I do think that even though Tampa Bay's D is a little bit banged up, like. I think they could get after Stafford and, and and make his life a little bit worse. But I think this is going to be a, a more defensive-led game. I, I don't like either one of these quarterbacks. I think if you have to have them in your lineup, you need to brace yourself for impact and be prepared for a bust. And frankly, to your point, Geno Smith, better than both of these guys this week, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes! Whoever I, thought that would happen. <laughs>
0: I know. If there we have like a sneaky start, it's Geno Smith. I think he's ranked ten overall for quarterbacks right now for fantasy, which is uh pretty, pretty wild, but he sure is he sure is beaten out Matt Stafford and Tom Brady. Yeah. Not people that I thought would be sits this season. But as Agreed. of week nine, it's gonna be a no from me dog. <laughs> um let's uh let's move on. Let's talk about running backs a little bit, shall we? Um we shall. I have one little take because I'm loving, loving, loving me some Travis Etienne. Love seeing the rookie uh, actually doing something in Jacksonville. Yeah. And this week they, they play uh, Vegas, which Vegas has been so hot and cold. I mean, it's really hard to even look at that team. But um, Travis Etienne has been fantastic
1: this season and finally is proving out his value. He's a star for me. How about you? I I like it. I think we talked about him a few weeks back when James Robinson was still on the team. James Robinson was getting... Uh, more of the carries, uh, and, and seemed to be the guy that was going to stand out and then slow and steady. You could see Travis Etienne chip away at that. Now, James Robinson, no longer on the team. They're rolling with Etienne He's number one and Vegas, man, I had high hopes for Vegas this year, but that team is just like falling apart, both offensively and mm-hmm. defensively. I think Travis Etienne has a really, really great matchup and can steamroll uh this this Vegas uh defense this week. Mhm. Loving that. Loving that. Who
0: else do you got for a start cuz there's some others.
1: So, I haven't we've talked about how Green Bay has just been extremely lackluster. Uh normally you would scoff and laugh at Green Bay playing against, you know, the Lions and even talking about someone that you should play on the the Lions, but you know, I, I like I like DeAndre Swift. I really like Jamal Williams, um, uh, mainly because of the matchup. I think if you're if you're looking at either of these guys, they could be good starts. Jamal Williams a little bit more so uh, because he's been gobbling up all the red zone activity. He's been scoring all the touchdowns. DeAndre Swift not really finding the end zone nearly as much. But I like this matchup. Um, this offense has been scoring a lot of points, even though they haven't been winning games. Green Bay hasn't been doing very good at all, so. Um, this will uh, be an interesting one but um, I I like Jamal Williams a lot to, to, uh, mm-hmm. I, I almost called him Taylor Swift. Where This is where my brain is oh, at in pop culture. Taylor
0: Swift on the
1: field. Uh, put Taylor Running Swift in your lineups. Anyway uh, like DeAndre Swift really like Jamal Williams uh, I man I could see a potential upset here with the uh, Lions maybe taking Green Bay down. That would be an LOL moment God. Um,
0: it's it's interesting that we're talking about running backs this way, too, because I'm glad you're calling out really good starts. I think there are um, quite a few folks, and I I have fallen victim to this this week. I'm just going to go on the air and say I fell victim to a cute little move, yeah. uh, which I think will probably come to bite me right in the booty. Um, and that is picking up. Right now, there are a lot of people who are hurt, right? We yes. know that Brees Hall is out for yes. the Jets, and now there was a second thing that had Anyway. Right now, I'm looking at who you stream for running backs who might be a little bit too cute and actually should be a sit, but people are streaming to start them. Um, I'm curious what you think about Michael Carter on the Jets, uh, especially with the Jets going up against Buffalo this week. Obviously, Buffalo being one of the best teams in the league, uh, both on paper and off paper. So running backs are really hard this week for who to sit specifically.
1: Yeah, it's definitely tricky. And again, with all these teams on bye and all these injuries, uh, I also fell victim to picking up Michael Carter last week and played him. I thought it was definitely a plug-and-play situation. Wasn't terrible, wasn't great. Um, but I definitely think now playing the uh, Bills is going to be a major avoid for me. I think he's definitely a sit um, I also think that now that it's two weeks into having James Robinson, eventually the Jets are going, going to work this guy in, you know, more. And so I thought last week was the week it was mediocre at best. I really don't like uh, the play um, this week uh, against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a, that's going to be a slaughtering. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um, I think, uh- Oh, one second, because my microphone is wanting to enable dictation. I don't know what even that means, uh, but here we are. We're back. Uh, Can you still hear me? I hope everybody can hear me. Check, check, check. Is this thing on? Off we go. (laughs) Um, So another another potential sit, similar to Michael Carter. Um, I was shopping around on the waivers. Uh, I made the idiot decision to pick up. Deion Jackson, maybe not idiot decision. We'll see if those words hold I, up.
1: I don't know if it's an idiot decision. I, I'm I'm not sure. I I, I don't. He, look, he's fared well when Jonathan Taylor has been injured. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor still dealing with some injury. However, just the Colts, just the just Colts, Colts. Yeah, that's, that's you know what I mean. Just the Colts. But I, it could he. If there was ever a week to use him, it's probably this week. Naeem Himes is now gone. Jonathan Taylor potentially having an injury. It's got to be the guy. But, again, temper your expectations. If you're picking someone up because, you know, you got Najee Harris or Saquon or, or Zeke or whoever on by, yeah. Then, yeah. then it's not crazy, you know. But, like, play him this week and then see what happens after that, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's right. Um, I, I picked him up just as, like, a – As a maybe, Um, but anyway, let's keep moving on with actual sits, which uh, I know we've got Brian Johnson in here. This is another one that we had written down for the, um, I almost said the, not the commanders, I almost said the Washington football team, (laughs) but for the commanders, what do you think about Brian Johnson in the backfield?
1: I mean, look, I think we're all like very happy to see that he has come, you know, a long way since the beginning of the season where he obviously got, you know, he was dealing with uh, a a gunshot wound. Uh, So very happy to see that he's back and healthy. However, I just don't think they're working him into the offense enough quite yet. Um, I think with Taylor Heineke in there, like that's not really boding well for him. I I just, we're very happy to see that he's healthy, but I don't think he is the guy in Washington's backfield Mm -hmm. quite yet. Don't think he's a sit. uh, Don't think he's a start this week. Okay, I agree with that
0: wholeheartedly, uh, because it's Brian Johnson. Also, <laughs> <to> be real,
1: <laughs> true. I mean, look, he's look, he's he's new. He's new, and yeah. he had a, he had a terrible situation to deal with at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, exactly. I, I think not a great week for him. Yeah, um, but event, look, eventually he'll get worked in over there.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And with all due respect, I'm sure that he will work himself in, but perhaps not week nine of this year. Uh,
1: okay. Running backs feel good. We feel good. We want to talk about pass catchers. Let's pa- Yeah, let's talk some pass catchers. So um, we talked. I'm I'm gonna combine a little here on 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 wide receiver Ooh, and uh, and uh, tight end, just because we are talking about pass catchers. So we talked about Tua earlier on. Um, I think Gasecki has been a huge boomer bust in the tight end position. I think this is a breakout week for him playing uh, against Chicago's defense. I really think that that. The Dolphins are going to beat up beat up on them. Um, mm-hmm. They are going to have to pay extra attention to Jalen Waddell and, you know, Tyreek Hill. Good luck to them. Nobody's been able to figure out that dynamic duo. But I, I like uh, Giseki as a, a potentially strong pass catcher this week, uh, especially against um, Chicago. And then speaking of Chicago, mm-hmm. so Chase Claypool goes to Chicago. I personally was like, wow, that sucks for Claypool. But I guess the Steelers yeah. have not a- haven't been that good either so maybe it's a potential situation for him to you know lesser maybe he, of two
0: evils maybe I don't know.
1: yes definitely lesser of two ev- evils I think Justin Fields is like sort of finding a groove um but it'll be interesting to see how he settles in in there that said I'm wondering if that gives Darnell Mooney a little bit more upside because perhaps Now, when you're facing Chicago, you do have to pay more attention to someone like a Chase Claypool. So, I don't know, rolling the dice here a little bit, but Darnell Mooney could be an interesting start this week. Uh, Miami has been, again, really strong um, on the offensive side, but also have been giving up points on the defensive side. So, I'll be interested to see, you know, how much uh, attention Chase Claypool attracts over there, but might uh, finally see uh, a bit more upside for uh, Mooney owners with Claypool joining, oddly enough.
0: You know, I think that that's a that was a really smart take. <laughs> That <laughs> yeah, I'm Don't saying too. that not these are not always smart takes but I feel like that was a really strategic <laughs> analysis wow. of, of all
1: my takes all season this is the only one Kate ever has said is smart so here there you have it ladies and g- week nine I finally made a smart one <laughs> you made a smart
0: one <laughs> Michelle halfway through the season we got one we got Woo! one these are only 45 minute episodes no problem um <laughs> no I think that's like a really smart analysis and I'm hoping just as an aside this doesn't have to do obvious well it does a little bit with Chase Claypool specifically but there's like a fire sale happening in in Steelers land do you think this is the end for the Steelers as we know them right now
1: I mean I thought it was the end going into this season so I'll be interested to see you know what what else happens and and to your point uh ex ex Steeler Juju Smith Schuster um has been faring pretty well in Kansas City. Frankly, I thought he was going to be yeah. a bigger part of the offense than he he has been. However, Kansas City's coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. Um they just traded for Kadarius Tony. I feel like this is a week where Juju is coming out there and being like, "I got to show off out here. I got to make sure that like I'm the guy." You know, uh, Kadarius Tony coming in is is great for their offense. Um but I think Juju's going to come out hot off the bye week and just like flex a little and make sure Uh, Kadarius knows like Juju's the guy in town and he wants to be the guy in town. So I think, you know, interesting trade all around. But I think this is going to help Juju shine a bit more uh, this week.
0: Now, these are all names that the the names we're talking about for wideouts this week are all names we know and names we love. Um, There's one particular player, if we're shifting from starts into sits, that um, has come up many, many times in conversation over the last nine weeks. Uh I have I've thought a lot about Allen Robinson. I know that most owners Ugh. for Allen Robinson on the Rams um are just We had high-ish hopes, and I know in talking about the Bears and Darnell Mooney, moving over to the Rams, we had high hopes for Allen Robinson. Yep. um, And it's just not shaking out, not even for a flex play, unfortunately. um, I do think that Allen Robinson has reached the end of what was an illustrious and fantastic career. But if you can't even make it work, although uh, it's no help from Stafford, but if you can't even make it work on the Rams
1: then uh it's gonna be
0: really difficult to make anything work.
1: That's how I feel. I, I thought that we were gonna see a different Allen Robinson moving from Chicago to the Rams. Me too, so, quite frankly. So, f- so far this season, not really seeing it. Couple of touchdowns, couple of looks each game. Um as we mentioned earlier, I really don't like the matchup for Stafford and the Rams anyway this week. So Allen Robinson is a is is a sit for me. Um, also scary to say this out loud because I am a Michael Pittman owner, but I, I'm going to say beware of Michael Pittman. Um, it's been really tough for him. He was... I was really high on him, as I mentioned. I I, I own him. I drafted him. I've played him. He's done okay. But there's definitely been an issue over there at the quarterback position, as we've talked about. Like, Matt Ryan is now on the bench. You know, they're rolling with, like, a rookie quarterback. The offense just isn't where you want to see it. And now they are rolling into um, New England, the Patriots' D, they're pretty strong. You know, like it's not a bad defense. I'm I'm just I'm not feeling super bullish uh about Michael Pittman. He literally only has one touchdown this season. He's definitely had, you know, a few decent games. He's like low double digits um on the fantasy side of things, but like I'm pretty worried about the Colts, you know, going against Indianapolis um sorry, against uh New England this week and and I I fear that Pitt, Pittman's not going to farewell uh and i hate to say it but i i think he's a sit this week it's remaining a theme with the colts
0: unfortunately especially because yeah there's a million reasons but uh new england defense is fantastic this year also and it's gonna be tough
1: all right, so we we talked about Justin Herbert just to kind of hit the the stack right here. Uh, I really like Gerald Everett again. This team's coming off of bye. They're playing against Atlanta. Uh, Are you talking tight ends? We're going I'm tight talking, ends. Well, you know, I told you I was going to mix and match yeah, here. Yeah, let's the, mix uh, it up. with All the pass catchers. catchers. But yeah, I like this. I like this stack a lot. Uh, Justin Herbert, Gerald Everett um, could be a really good. DFS stack, actually, for those out there making some teams. Um, keep an eye on if Keenan Allen is coming back. I do think he's still nursing the hamstring injury. So I uh, I think Gerald Everett has a, a, a big a big week as a pass catcher for the Chargers. Okay, love that. Now, I've got a
0: question, and I, I genuinely don't know if this is a start or a sit, but like we say, there's been so much movement with the NFL trade deadline having been this past, like, three days ago when you're hearing the show. Yeah. Um, at this point, I I am in a pickle between starting and sitting TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, former, as of this week, former tight end for uh, the Lions, and now over on the Minnesota Vikings with your boy, Kirky Cousins. What happens Love here? Kirkie. What happens now for him?
1: And so, specifically
0: this week for fantasy?
1: So this week, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's a plug and play. I don't think that... The Vikings really utilize the tight end very well. This is me, like, eating my words because last week I was like, Irv Smith, like, you should stream him. Great play. Yeah, I dropped him real quick, and so did the Vikings. So uh, I I think this is a necessary (laughs) upgrade in the tight end position for the Vikings. However, I think you see this a lot with trades. Like, he doesn't know the offense. The offense doesn't know him. Like, I I just... I don't think this is the week to plug and play him, Um, but in general, long-term, I think this is a great upgrade for the Vikings, uh, a great upgrade for Hawkinson and and Kirk, and I look forward to see what he does there. I'm just a little weary of how it goes this first week.
0: Okay, so with that being the case, and I know many, myself included, many TJ Hawkinson holders are going to have to stream a tight end if that's the case. So for this week, uh, I know we've got a recommendation for a swap to start, which is probably Mike Gesicki uh, on the Dolphins, because this week Gesicki's got the Chicago Bears defense, which is basically Michelle like playing Pee Wee football.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like I like Gesicki. I I mean, there's other options out there that I think you could stream. You know, this week over Hawkinson, it could be Mike Gesicki. It could be uh, it could be Evan Ingram on Jacksonville. I think. Yeah, I like few, that. There's, I like there's that. Like a, you could even go Noah Fant as long as he's healthy for the Seahawks. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, again, this is not like a long-term sit for Hawkinson. I love this upgrade, but I just don't think that uh, going into this first week on the team that uh, you should, you know, have very high expectations. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Woo! All right. We did I it. Think that's I think that's all our start sits, but because we were just talking about Kasicki, uh do you want to know my bet of the week? Oh, does it have to do with Mike
0: Gesicki and/or the Dolphins? I'd love to know your might. bed of the week.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you what it is. But first, I would just like to say that Tony TDs hit the bed of the week last week. What do you know? Ooh, Woo! I think I think dope. it's the first. I think it's the first one that hit this season, so there you go. As is betting, as is betting. Uh, As is betting, but Tony two TDs hit, which felt really exciting, so congrats to Tony Pollard and Tony Pollard owners and anyone that listened to my advice. I listened to my own, so that was great. Um, That said, let's see if we can keep this rolling and bear with me because, you know, Tony TDs, you know, Tony touchdowns, like, I don't know, now I'm I'm feeling like superstitious, so I'm going to go two TDs this week. Keeping, wow. the t- I know, I know, I know. It's all. It's awful. It's awful. But this is how you just keep yourself going every week. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with two TDs, but I'm gonna go with two or three TDs. Okay, you're getting overzealous. You, yeah, are, you I am. Are I, this is what happens when you bet. You're mad with power. You're well, mad you with know, power. <laughs> wins one. Wins one two dollar bet goes crazy. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, two TDs, three. A trio of two TDs, if you will. Uh, I'm going to take Tua over 300 passing yards and I'm going to tack on a Geseki touchdown. That is my same game parlay bet of the week.
0: You're triple parlaying here. Holy <laughs> shit. You are truly mad and sick with power right now.
1: Oh gosh, it happens to the best of us. I'll, I'll do like a whopping $2 bet and just pray for the best, you know? No,
0: listen, I would put, I, I'm putting my money on the Dolphins this week. Are you kidding? Based on all of our starts and sits, I totally agree. I think it's gonna be a great week and it's gonna continue to be a great season for the Dolphins. I'd put my money where my mouth is with two or three TDs, two or three hundred plus yards, and get <laughs> touchdown. Love that.
1: Hey, I'm just rolling with the alliteration. Let's be serious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we need to make this show
0: snazzy, so no crystal ball, <laughs> but we're doing our best. Um, I love that bet, bet of the week, Michelle, and that is your week nine bet of the week with money line, Michelle.
1: Indeed. All right, fans. So this brings us to the end. I anything else? I I just I hope everybody's feeling okay if you're at the if you're if you're 500 in your league good on you if you're below 500 there's still time there's still time there really did you is hear, did you hear how many people we said are on by this week there's still time maybe for you you're playing someone that's got a whole bunch of people on by and they're scrounging in the bottom of the barrel yeah. i am luckily i'm playing someone that has saquon christian mccaffrey and melvin gordon all on by so you know what feed me i got Hammer. i gotta take I got to take one home this week. So don't don't fret, people. There's a lot of craziness that could still happen in the Wild Wild West that is fantasy football. There is. There is
0: indeed. There is hope for you all yet. And <laughs> uh, if you are enjoying our episodes, you can follow us. You should follow us. Maybe you do follow us. But if you don't. Uh, Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, We've got new episode every Friday and this coming Monday, every Monday. We have new episodes twice a week. Um, So tune in on Monday morning. We've got The Huddle, as usual, which is our weekly roundup of the biggest sports headlines of the week. Uh, And we'll have that in your earballs at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard, as we always do. But until then, Michelle... Um, it's a big week week nine is a huge pivotal week with all of these buys all of these injuries trade deadlines any last words of advice to the people as to how to win and lock down the w in week nine just keep on keeping on and don't get too cute don't get too cute people we will see you monday morning.